Hi everyone, my name is M. Hollister Graves from the United Kingdom, and I would like to welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of the show is for adults 18 and over. And now, here's your host, Zhaozhen. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here. Romantic Truth Las Vegas, baby. All is well here in the big city. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Well, we got a few things to talk about today. One of them is this. Oh, folks, I got to share something with you, though. I was on Star Maker the other day, and I just had a wild hair. I decided to sing the Mummer's Dance, those of you who are into Lord, uh, Lorena McKinnon's music. And I also sang, um, Anyhow, by uh, Derek Truck and Susan Tadishi. So you might want to check that out, the Truck Tadishi band. And uh, what else did we sing? Uh, oh, um, uh, With or Without You by U2. And uh, Bittersweet Symphony. So we're doing little things here and there. It's kind of cool. Oh, karaoke is all fun. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up in particular is because what has happened, people are actually offended now if you unfollow them or you unlike something that they have uh, put together. Now, the reason why I bring this up, Jeff, out of Marlboro, Massachusetts, you're absolutely correct. Jeff writes the following in his email, which came in on the 7th of November. I've been listening to your show for a while, and there's one thing that I've noticed. With some of these dating apps, when you like someone, when you unlike them, you actually get comments back from them. And I had some pretty rude comments laid my way. And I found this in social media too. Have you noticed this? Just curious. Jeff, Marble, Massachusetts. Jeff, I can tell you something. You're not alone. Um, even on the Star Maker app, I'll give an example. A lot of people, you know, their egos are inflated. Those of you who've been listening to this show for the last five years, you know my ego is under my feet. Tell you the way things are, that's just the way it is. But there are some people where that's the only thing they have going for them, and so that's their moment to shine, to be the critic, to deny other people happiness by telling them, Oh, you know what, you sound horrible, or you this or that, right? Or I can be brutally honest with you. I can't tell you how many times I've saw seen that on some of the comments with some of the people's uh, music. And the crazy thing about it is many people enjoy tearing down other people. They get a thrill or a rush out of it because that's the only thing they can do in life constructively. Can't do nothing, they can't build shit. The only thing they know how to do is tear things down. And that's their sense of accomplishment. And these people are the same way when it comes to relationships. They're destructive. And in many 
cases, they can identify with failure more than they can success. Failure becomes their success. Now, the thing is this. In that environment, because a lady wrote in recently about would that be a good place to start socializing and to meet people for dating? Fellas, let me tell you something about these karaoke apps. They're cool to have fun on. A lot of the women on there are in three categories, mainly. Isolated and lonely, and they could be married. They could be in the Philippines. They could be somewhere in another country. Two, they're singing their pain away. Three, they want to be chased and admired. Now, I unfollowed everybody on my particular list. I only follow people that follow me. That's that's the policy. Unless they are someone where they're VIP or something like that. And the reason why I know that they're not following me back on occasion, many do, but some don't, it's because of the fact that their publicist or someone else is usually handling the account. They're not even dealing with it. So, with this said, the average person that's trying to go and boost their ego, ain't got no time for that shit. And I would unfollowed this one lady because I noticed that she wasn't following anyone. She had like 67,000 followers, right? And I said, wow. And you didn't have the courtesy to follow those 67,000 people back. Hmm, kind of interesting. So, naturally, I unfollowed her. Let me tell you something. Within about an hour, I get this text message from her in the messaging system on it. Why did you unfollow me? And I told her, because I noticed that you weren't following anyone else. What does that have to do with anything? You're a man, I'm a woman. So therefore, you should follow me because I don't chase men. Now this woman's in her mid-thirties. And there are a lot of women out there with this attitude. I tell you single men that are looking for women, do not follow these women on social media and Instagram. You have value in yourself. Let the other guys that are stuck in fucked up relationships and marriages, who wish they could get out of it, let them be the one to follow those women because they marginalize men in the sense that none of those women will ever date, sleep, or go out with you. The majority of those women, what do they call them? Fans. I don't call any of you fans. I call you listeners. Each of you have your own lives to run. You ain't no time to be chasing after nobody. And I think that where people get it 
messed up sometimes, especially when they get into the media of any sort or any kind of attention. They try to make it last as long as they can and they try to make it all about them. That was the first thing that I learned Columbia School of Broadcasting from Fort Michael. Gentleman used to be a DJ and program director. Very wise man. He said something to the effect of, you know what? What you should do in this business should be about your listeners, not about you. I stuck with that. And I looked at some of the pros, Tom Likas, and all the rest of those guys. And I noticed that they had more of a focus on their audience than anything else. And that worked out very well. Because once they had the focus on the audience, they had better engagement. Not only that, the people felt respected. And they weren't calling their listeners idiots and all that other shit. Well, some, some of the people that called in may have been called that, that's for sure. But what I learned, even in my broadcasting career, was to never belittle listeners as a collective. Now, if, you know, you have an idiot here and there you will always have that. You will always have someone that wants to be seen, wants to be heard. And then, after that, they want to take up all the oxygen in the room. Well, the topics that we talk about are more important than who I am. Because these are things you got to deal with. And that's what I try to convey. Now, the problem for some people is, they get a platform... And it's all about them. And even on social media. There was one lady that I know personally. And she finally set up an Instagram page. This lady's in her 60s. You think probably grandma needs to be, you know, more conservative. Nope. She's got booty shorts on. She's wearing a thong. She's got the ass pictures. Oh, she's done up low-cut tops the whole night. And when I say low-cut, I mean low-cut tops. And there are guys that are filling her DMs like crazy. And she told me the majority of those guys are married or in bad relationships. And they want somebody's ear to just bend so that she, they can just tell them all of their sorrows. And so she was supposed to just sit there and listen to all of the tripe that these guys are putting forth. Because she's never going to date any of them. And I told her, I said, it's for the attention, isn't it? She said, in a way, yeah. She said, the attention I didn't get when I was married, when I was younger. Attention that I feel as though I deserve. So... What does this mean overall? It means that 
she's going to wind up where she could walk over these men and get them to jeopardize her relationships, marriages, whatever. If she chose to do so, I don't think she will. But if she chose to do so, because see, these guys are on their last leg in their relationships usually. They want something that they've never had or something they wish they could get. And they don't appreciate what they have. Now there's another type of guy that may fall into this category. This is the loser. This is the guy that's single, has no confidence in himself, and therefore he's embarrassed. And what he does, he follows that group of other guys that are in fucked up situations, trying to holler at some lady that is not even interested in him. And doesn't realize by him being single, that's value in itself. He doesn't realize that. See, the one thing you got to remember is your status as a single person, that's currency. That's value, whether you're a man or a woman. That's value in itself. Especially if you're not living with anybody that, you know, you're romantically involved with. That puts you heads and shoulders above a lot of other people. Notice I said heads and shoulders. <laughs> More than one. Because a lot of times what happens? People will go and let you know, oh, I'm married, I'm so-and-so. It all depends on when they tell you, right? As I told you, that X Factor is something else. Oh, and let me tell you something else about the X Factor while we're on this briefly. The reason why I tell you to look for that in particular and if you find out some information, let, let me give you an example of what happened in North Carolina, out of Fayetteville, I believe. There was a female um, veteran. Well, she wasn't a veteran. She was actually in service at the time when this happened. And I think this happened back in 2009, if I'm correct. And she started messing around with this guy. Well, she was at the bar one night and she had found out that this guy was well, a sex offender. Well, she brought this information up at some point. I think she knew before she got to the bar, personally. And she confronted him about it. They got into a fight in the parking lot. He knocked her out took her to this remote uh, wilderness location. She woke up screaming. He knocked her out again. God knows what he probably did to her sexually. Who knows? And he had killed the woman and buried her. Well, eventually the detective got on the case, but they didn't have enough in order to really pin him down. And there was this other guy. I don't know if he was related or not. I don't know the specifics. But he decided to um, start talking to the guy. And eventually, he started opening up. 
Then he admitted that he had done it to the fellow. And he called the detectives and let him know. And they said, well, we really can't do nothing without any evidence. That's just him talking. So he convinced the guy eventually to take him to where he buried the woman. Now, here's the thing that's interesting. He took this guy and put him in a hotel room instead of letting him, you know, go out in the streets and be homeless or whatever. So he could really think about coming clean and telling the truth. And it worked. So the next day they went out, they looked all over the place for the uh, body. Couldn't find it. The following morning, they went there, the dog got the scent. They dug it up, he found a jacket, and what he did, he took pictures and sent them to the detective. Detective told him, shut everything down, don't move, we'll be right there. Came there, they interviewed the guy that uh, did the murder, and then they locked him up. And indeed, it was this young lady's body, and they'd been looking for her body for a while. For two years, I think. Now, here's the crazy thing about this. He killed this woman because of the X Factor. He killed her because she found out something about him that he had tried to hide and conceal. And folks, this is the thing I'm telling you you need to worry about when you start dealing with someone. That's the reason why I'm, you don't have to worry, but you need to ask. Let me put it that way in a better context. You ask, is there anything that ha that poses a threat to my existence by me being with you? You don't have to ask it like that, but is there anything you need to tell me that I need to be aware of? Do your background checks before you get serious when you start talking about a commitment. A lot of you don't. went out with the lady one time who had killed her husband. I didn't know it. I didn't find that shit out until two and a half weeks later. We ain't gonna deal with that long term. No, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, you have an appetite. I treat people like animals when it comes down to that. If you kill the human once, you'll kill another human. It's just the way it goes. Mm -mm. To this day, well, she probably know now because I'm talking about it. But before then, she never knew why we broke up. Because that's something she could have told me in the beginning. Something I didn't have to find out. She did 10 years for that. Nope. I'm telling you, you're going to have to ask questions. Because if you don't, people are not going to tell. And then, you know, the whole thing is, think about it. If he would have told that woman that he was a sex offender in the beginning, before they even started talking, he would have given her the option to say yay or nay. He chose not to do that. He made the decision for her. And that same line of thinking happens with gender. When a person 
does not reveal their true gender to a person before they go out with them. Same thing. Same thing about marital status. Same thing about crazy ass boyfriend that may be still out there and you got a restraining order against him. And you got this guy come picking you up at your house. And you don't know whether or not that crazy boyfriend of yours is going to uh, do something. And ladies, let me tell you something so that you'll get the message. When you tell a man, oh, well, you know, he ain't going to do nothing because he never does nothing. That's to you. We're the threat. You're not. That's what you have to realize. He can sleep with you. He probably doesn't want to sleep with us. He probably going to kill us. So, see, we don't know. So, fellas, you never go by a woman's word when she's cheating. If she's ever outside of her relationship or her marriage and you guys are together, you better not believe a damn word that woman says. Because here's the thing. If she's with you, just on the very premise she's with you, a lie or deception has been has been done somewhere else. Setting yourself up. Because she's showing you who she is by being with you while she's in another relationship. That in itself tells you everything you need to know. And I know we like to cut out different circumstances and that kind of thing. And I'm not hitting you with the moral book or nothing like that. What I am saying, though, is this. Let's be practical about it. You're with a woman that, that I wouldn't say belongs to somebody else because I don't like the property thing. But a woman who's made a commitment to someone else. She can't even keep that. So the only thing you're going to get out of this is maybe some pussy, if you're lucky, and some head. But do you really have somebody you can trust? She's already proved to you in real time that she can cheat, that she can be with somebody else. Same thing with you ladies, with men. Same thing. This is something you have to look at. But please don't ignore vetting in the beginning stages of your relationship. It's very important because that person could be trying to hide something. And if you found out about it, it may cost you. And even if you do find out about something and it's there and it's true and it's real and it's documented, let me give you an example. Take for instance, the woman I went out with years ago, they had reduced their charge down to manslaughter. They had her for murder in the beginning, but she took a plea. And when I read through the court documents of what this woman had done to him, mm -mm. And that was one of the reasons why I quit dating women that were in these multi-level marketing schemes. I 
to worry so much about background check. The way I found out, I decided to Google her one night after we had gone on our date. And she was very cordial and very respectful and nice. I mean, nothing that would even give me the suspicion. But I just wanted to see who was I dating. And then when I put in her name, it came up and then there was another name behind the name that she gave. She gave, see I was dating her under her maiden name. And then I started seeing the mugshot that looked like her, the same hometown. And when I read through the charges and it, I, I was like, oh no. Mm-mm. 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 Was I gonna tell her that? Hell no, because there's a good possibility she probably would have shanked my ass too. Nope. Mm-mm. No need of con uh, confronting her about it. No need of hearing that explanation. As I look at it, you deliberately tried to deceive because you would have told me this in the beginning. That's the way you look at it. Now, a lot of people don't like that because, you know, they're embarrassed by whatever happened or, you know, it's, it's like an anvil around their neck. I get it. But trust me, at some point, there'll be someone that will probably lend an ear. Now, you may not like the way that someone looks or the way that someone is built. That's up to your discretion as to whether or not you can pursue the relationship. But for the most part, that's what you're dealing with. Now, another thing too, with this whole online dating thing. As you've noticed, the prices have gone up on many of these dating apps and now they're doing all kind of stuff, roommates, buddies, BFFs, you name it, any kind of way in order to stay in business and to make money. Let's face it, that's what it's happening. They're scrapping it. And a lot of people are realizing you don't have to even go on dating apps to meet people anymore. And they're becoming obsolete. Because there's so many opportunities to meet people. Now, a lot of my happenstance, true enough. But, you know, different environments. And so, we still have the meat market where people are still looking for attention. So you're going to always have that component. You're going to always have that element. People that are professional daters. That's what they do for a living. They just go out with people and then that's it. They have no intentions of uh, getting serious about a relationship. They just date. Hell, I was one for a while. So it all depends. It's a lifestyle choice. And... A lot of times we look at people as to say, okay, well, when are you going to settle down? When are you going to find someone that you're really interested in? The thing is, many of those people are not looking for someone to settle down with. What they're looking for is the next person they can date. Because they have no intentions of getting serious and settling down. Hell, when I was out there, I know I did. 
You know, I had a friend of mine. They used to always tell me, he said, man, look. He said, my goal is to try to fuck every woman I can before I die. <laughs> I said, you realize how many condoms, you realize how expensive that's going to be? How many hotel rooms you got to rent? Of course, it was aspirational. Then he found his wife and she took him off the market. But, you know, it happens sometimes. People will have certain things, but you got to look at it from the value of it to that person. See, for some men, they value themselves on the caliber of woman that they have. And when I say caliber, I'm not talking about character or behavior or situation or anything like that. I'm just talking about is she fine or not. And that's supposed to be representative of his success. Not really. I have known women to date men with no jobs. Think about it for a moment. You remember that guy that did the mugshot, the uh, prisoner and... All of the women were all crazy about him, talking about how good he looked and everything, and the guy got a modeling job. He had some of the best pussy around. And how did he get it? Being himself. He didn't have to do anything. Women threw themselves at it. You hear nobody talking about, oh, he's broke ass and blah, blah, blah. You didn't hear none of that. As I told you, there's some men, they don't have to do that. Just like there's some women. There's some ugly women out there that can actually pull any man they want. But they know how to do it. There's some ugly men that can do that with beautiful women. Because they have a certain angle. They have perfected the art of what they do. And the problem for many folks, they approach things as if they're an expert when they're a novice. And this is how they get their feelings hurt. And a lot of times, this is how they get shocked and surprised. You know, one of the craziest things is this. The person that says, oh, that can't happen to me. I don't know what these people are talking about. Never in a million years would that happen to me. And it happens to them. They're like, what the hell? And then the next question is, how did that happen? Because people want answers. Because see, what they're used to having happen they're used to having a state of normalcy. You notice, we don't pat the backs of the FBI when they thwart a crime that could have killed millions of people. We don't, we don't do that, do we? We only complain when they let things go through the cracks by accident, don't we? Let's be honest. When it came down to the military over there in Israel, I wasn't playing before October 7th, as far as with the Israelis, because they had good defense. 
like with us with 9-11. What I'm getting at, folks, is that our expectation is a state of normalcy. And when that's breached, then all of a sudden we are shit out of luck with our thoughts. When we don't think that there's a probability that those things can happen. But see, we try to go on this false sense of self-assurance, and that's where we mess up. Those people that were on flight, I think it was MH370, Malaysian Air, a whole 777 Boeing jetliner vanished into the ocean. 135 people on it. The only thing they've found on that, from that plane so far, and this happened back in 2014, look it up. They only found a wing that came ashore and the door to a closet on the plane. That was it. Still don't know where the whole fuselage is. None of that. And they searched, I think, for 14, 15 days looking for it. Couldn't find it. Of course we want answers, but what we also have to realize in life, we have a probability of things happening. And we would love to go and shield ourselves with a whole bunch of optimism, but being overly optimistic is just as bad as being too negative. You gotta have a balance. I don't take anything for granted. Every day that I can open my eyes and breathe is a thank you. Because we marginalize our lives so much in a state of normalcy that sometimes we forget to live. One of the only countries in the world that you work all those weeks. Out of 52 weeks, you get two weeks off. So 50 weeks, you're busting your ass for what? Half of you are ignoring your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health. Some people are working and they can't even afford enough money to go to a counselor to save their marriage or relationship. It's tough. It's no joke and it's no laughing matter. You have the largest number of Americans that are becoming ex expatriates. Not meaning that they hate the United States, but they cannot afford to live here anymore. And they're moving out of the country. A lot of them going to Thailand, Philippines, different places. Portugal. And these are things we have to understand. See, the problem for us is that we have many times over priced ourselves out in the market on many things. You know damn well when you go into some of these uh, sites like Zillow and so forth, half of those homes on there are not worth that kind of money. You know this.
And what does it do? It makes it harder and harder for people that could really genuinely afford to be in a place. It makes them say, well, what the hell is the purpose? Why could I, why should I even think about figuring myself out for 30 years or something like that? Now, another thing too I need to address for you fellas, because many of you wind up messing yourselves over doing this. Some of you go out and buy houses so that there'll be a status symbol to attract a woman. Bring her in the house and you say, oh, well, you know, if she don't act right, I can kick her out. Not so fast. First thing I would not recommend, if you move a woman into your house, no kids, you will catch hell if things don't work out right and she needs to go. You gotta think about it. Now, With women, of course, they buy a house, they can kick your ass out at will. Just you, as a man. And society's gonna back her up on that because it's like, you're a man, you're supposed to be taking care of your own stuff, providing your own stuff. So, let me tell you something, fellas, to be mindful of, and never do. If you own a house and you're getting with a woman who owns a place and she's saying, well, why don't you sell your place and you can move in with me? Don't worry, I got more room. I have a nicer place, etc., etc. Don't you sell your house if you can't, if you don't have to. Lease it out, rent it out, do whatever you can with it. Keep it. Because you never know when you'll need it. Because, see, what you have to realize, too, It's going to be harder for you to get something back. When you've given up everything you have. Now you ladies already know this. I've told you this plenty of times. Not to go and sell your house to move in with a dude. Never. And here's the sad thing. Women are more prone to do this than men are. Got a question for you ladies. Would you move across country to be with a man that's still paying a mortgage when you have the deed on your house in another part of the country? What sense would that make? Because you've achieved a goal that he's still trying to. Why get in a house that you're making payments on when you have a house that's paid off and don't think you're paying a property tax? Now I know people talk about, I want something bigger, I want something this, I want something that. But was it good enough for you to stay in for those years you did? We need to consider. Now I know there are considerations as the neighborhood going bad. Uh, maybe things have changed in the community such as natural disasters I get it there are exceptions to the rules but the rules not the exception 
So you're going to have to really look at it and think about it before you make that leap. A couple of you have written in about this in particular. One lady sold her house in Indiana that was paid for and been in the house for, been in the family for generations. She moved in with a guy in California who lost his house and he wound up living in an apartment and now they're homeless on the streets in San Jose. Blew through the proceeds from the sale of the house. That was gone a long time ago. Trying to keep the house that they were in. Don't be boo boo the fool. Aretha Franklin said it better. You better to think. And she's right. Now, if you do get committed into a relationship with someone, the first thing I would highly recommend that you do after you guys have decided to commit, you may want to say, honey, you know what? I'm going to sit down. I want to sit down with you for one day. I'm going to take a whole day and we're going to have a pen and paper and we're going to talk about some of the things that we need to accomplish, how we need to go through this relationship my aspirations, your aspirations, milestones. And I know it sounds very clinical and structured. People don't like it because it's not romantic. This is to give you some kind of focus and bearing on where you guys are going as a couple. Things you want to cover in that. The interpretation of infidelity or cheating. certain norms, certain goals. You probably can even talk about your differences and your compromises. It's always good to have those things written down. Because, see, the more you have it in a tangible form, the easier it's going to be for you guys to abide by it. Think of it like your Bible for the relationship, in a sense. Well, you got your rules and your parameters down for both of you. You see, we have this blind understanding in relationships that we always say, well, you know, you should have known that. You know that. Not necessarily. And this is where confusion began. You know those four question categories I always tell you? Who are you? What's your purpose? What are your strengths and weaknesses? And what are your intentions? That's the reason why you want to ask those questions on the first date. And you can ask them in any kind of form you want to. You want to find out, does this person have a sense of self? What drives them? Do they have any self-awareness such as what they're good at and what they're not so good at? And do they have a vision for the future for themselves and their partner? These are fundamental things. 
Many people don't ask those questions. They just go right into the relationship, fuck up, getting another one, fuck up, getting another one, fuck up, just like they're wiping their ass with toilet paper till they don't see any more brown spots. Glad to be so graphic. But that's what happens. So now, what does this mean overall? It means that you're letting that person know that it's more than the romance and the sex in this relationship. Uh, it's also the business of a relationship. You take that day of planning. It's like a workshop for your relationship. And of course, along the way, as you go in it, you guys can modify things, change things as you go along. But now you've established effective communication and consideration at the very start of your relationship. So you guys will know how to guide yourselves through it. Again, this is something later on after you have children, if you, so do, if you do so, you can hand that legacy down to your children. So they're having a template when they start getting serious about a relationship of some of the things that they may need to address. It helps structure your family. We don't have that. What we have now is a clusterfuck. That's what we have. Now, the other thing that you have to realize, there are people out there that are actually dating you and you know this, or you should know this, for one purpose. Ladies, you know what the one purpose is for you. Fellas, you know what the one purpose is for you, right? Sex for women, money for men. If you entertain this type of relationship and decide to get serious, please understand it will more than likely lack integrity. It will lack commitment. There'll be more focus on whatever goal they are trying to achieve with you. You're not a destination. You're the vehicle to a destination. Ladies, if it's sex, he looks at you as being nothing more than just a vehicle to get him between your thighs. If it's money, fellas, she looks at you as no more than a vehicle to carry a wallet that she can get into. And you will run across those people more often than not on the dating scene a lot. That's the reason why they're single. Nobody really wants to deal with that type of person. And they expect to be rejected. Because that's what they do. They go out there and they go through the same crap every time. And they start to cycle over again. Those are people that don't learn their lesson. No, they're going to meet the challenge again. 
But again, it all depends on the person, right? Now, as I told you, because some of you have written in also about how you're meeting the wrong people on your dating apps. Anytime you say that you don't want something in a profile on your dating app, those are the people you're going to attract. If you say you don't want any broke down men or whatever, ladies, you're going to get broke down men that are going to try to confront you about that. Some women have taken the opposite approach. I've read some of the profiles, some of the dating sites. They're talking about, I do not want a handsome man, or I don't want a guy that I have to go and fight women over, that kind of thing. The likelihood, hmm, she's going to get every man that's going to see that ass. But if she ran in the opposite direction and said, I only want to deal with handsome men. Floodgates are going to open everybody them up. But mainly, more the ugly guys are going to be trying to contact her more so than the handsome guys. Reason being, how dare she call me ugly. See, some people take offense to your own preferences, right? There was an African-American lady that wrote the show. And she was upset that this Caucasian gentleman specified in his profile that he only wanted Caucasian women. And she wrote down there, don't you think this is discriminatory? I said, no. And she wanted to know why not. And I told her, I said, why don't you come on the show and we could uh, discuss it. And she said, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do that. She wanted to keep it there. And I explained to her. That was his preference. And she said, so you're condoning racism. I said, how could it be racism? I said, racism, here's the problem. That's an internal thing. And a person has that. They can't externalize it publicly, such as denying you housing, or denying you an education, or denying you an opportunity to work in a place. But when it comes down to a person's own preferences, there's no regulation for that. But she's under the impression that equality should go even through people. And it doesn't. If everything was equal, there would be no wealthy families in this country. Because all of the wealth would be dispersed among the population. We have preferences all the time. There are people that have jobs right now that got the job through a preference because somebody liked them over someone else. That's how that works. And we have to live with that reality. We don't like to. 
We choke on that egg sometimes. But that's what we have to do as a society. But she felt as though she was entitled because she wanted him. And see, this is the problem with a lot of people. Because you want something, and therefore you feel as though you're entitled to it, that doesn't mean shit. You know, people with frequent flyer miles. Uh, the miles are actually owned by the airlines. <laughs> they offered that to you. So, <laughs> trust and believe. When they want to change the terms, they can. And they have. So keep that in mind. I think Delta learned their lesson with the frequent flyer. Uh, I think it was Delta that learned their, their lesson with it. You give too much away, then you're giving away the store, right? But you're not entitled to someone's life. You're not entitled to their feelings. Just like they're not entitled to yours. And so I told this young lady, I wrote her back and said, uh, maybe you should move on to someone else. And she said, no. I'm not going to let this flagrant act go unanswered. Again, a person trying to be somewhere they don't belong and not want it. See, the thing is, it's not so bad as far as where you don't belong. I've been told that pretty much all my life in a lot of situations. It's when they tell you where you're not wanted. There's a difference. You don't belong, yeah, we may tolerate you. You're not wanted, we don't like your ass. That's the problem she's having here. She's looking for affirmation. And she's personalized the rejection in such a way now that it's a racial issue. She never fall on that level. It should never fall on that level. When it does, yeah, you got issues. Well, folks, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to talk to you on tomorrow. And I uh, want to thank you once again for listening. Love you all. We of Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, 
counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.